Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey, Changemakers. I'm Holly Rustic here, and I'm super excited um, on this episode of grant writing and funding, we are going to be talking to a PR specialist. And I'm super excited about that because we've had so many questions come through the doors on how to actually work with media. And now we have an expert in the house. So anyways, we're all about uh, grant writing and funding. We're all about growing capacity, increasing funding and advancing your mission. So we're definitely going to um, go through some of those things here today, and I just want to go ahead and introduce our expert guest. So this is Nikki R. Jones, and she is a communications consultant with 12 years of communications experience, providing public relations and media relations services in the government and nonprofit sectors. As a consultant, she manages communications for advocacy-focused nonprofit organizations. In April of 2016, Nikki left the employment world and jump-started her entrepreneurship journey with a trip to Africa, we were just talking about that, Morocco, to provide communications, <laughs> marketing, and strategic planning consulting services for her first client, a nonprofit in Morocco. Nikki currently lives in Mount Vernon, New York. She's only 20 minutes outside of Manhattan, and you can definitely find her at Nikki Jones. Oh, Nikki R. Jones, sorry, dot com. She's on Instagram and Twitter, but she's here today on YouTube and, and our, if you're listening on the podcast, on your podcast player, whether that's iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, or a number of other ones I've, I've heard that we're on. But anyways, thank you so much, Nikki, for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's always like a little strange to hear someone do your introduction. You're like, wait, did I do all those things? Um, <laughs> I'm really here with you. I listen to your podcast all the time. I think it's been about now I've been listening. I listen it sounds funny, but I listen at the gym on the treadmill. Awesome. <laughs> and you're definitely you're offering a lot of uh, really critical information for your listeners. And so I'm happy to be able to contribute on the PR aspect. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for being a listener. I'm really excited. I love that you're doing that at the gym, right? <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. I know I hear people are like, yeah, I listen to it, you know, all these different ways. So it's really, really cool. But yeah, thank you. So let's talk about you. So you worked with government first, and then you went into the nonprofit sector. Is that kind of how your journey started? No, no, it's actually the, the reverse. I started working uh, with a nonprofit who, who was a leading grassroots education advocacy organization here in New York. Um, that was in 2006. Um, I started there kind of as a, a receptionist admin position. And then when I left there, I was communications director, I was registered lobbyist, and I also served in the capacity of deputy director. I really, really, you know, that was my, that was my first introduction to advocacy and seeing how passionate people were uh, from all walks of life about making and creating change, demanding change, mm -hmm. definitely lasting impression on me. Oh, nice. That's amazing. So then you, then you went into government from there. I guess. Yeah. I went into government as a spokesperson for the state controller here for a few years, uh, managing press for a number of issue topics, including which was my favorite, was the program where we returned uh, $1 million, over a $1 million a day to folks. It was lost and forgotten money. So we were kind of like the publisher's clearinghouse uh, people there. That's that was Okay, well, let me just stop you there. A million, over a million dollars <laughs> a day. Yes, over a million dollars a day. And so they have these programs all around the country. So you can certainly just Google 
unclaimed funds and put your state in. And, you know, what funny story, I was telling someone else about what I used to do uh, last week. And so I said, well, I was going to send them the link. And I said, well, let me just check and see. And so I got to check three days later for $29 from Verizon. So it definitely can happen. (laughs) It actually, I was providing spokesperson services. Um, But it's something that you should check, I would say, you know, a few times a year and so on. But I, so I handled press for a number of issues there and I got to, to learn so much, you know, being in government, you're giving back, being a nonprofit, y'all know you're, you're giving back as well. And so combining the, the knowledge that I had there from both of those types of organizations and others that I've worked with after, I'm able to bring that to my clients. That's awesome. Okay, so public relations. So if we go through like, this is a huge, huge thing. And a lot of people nowadays, they're saying, Oh, follow me because I'll, I'll show you how to like find an influencer on social media. But I think, I think part of it too is people are forgetting, you know, the mainstream media as well and how powerful that can really be. And it still is. Do you work a lot with mainstream media? Um, I know you also do social media as well, but can you kind of talk about the different kinds of media you work with? Mm-hmm. Um, so the main media that I work with, the main type of media is your, your, your television, your radio, your print, and in some cases, some, some bloggers, depending on what, what the actual issue is. And so what I do is I come into an organization, help them get their messaging together, we fine tune it, and then we look and see, okay, this is what they're going to be announcing. They have this upcoming in these three months or whenever it might be, maybe having a big event or maybe they're uh, petitioning for or campaigning for a certain um, bill to be passed or, or something of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So I make sure that they, and they're on message, that they, they have a, a well-planned process because that, that's, you know, a lot of times that's what it comes down to when you don't have the process. We're going to do this, we're going to do this to get to this. We kind of just want this. And then you kind of forget about what's in between here. So making sure to pull from people those stories that are very impressionable, that you can tell reporters, that people can hear when they're watching TV and they can join with you. They maybe even could become a donor, right? Mm-hmm can make an impression on your legislators and other stakeholders who you need to kind of win and push and pull to get what your community needs. Um, As far as social media, I do offer that in some of my packages and I I like to tell people from the beginning, I don't fancy myself as a social media guru, but I would definitely ensure that your social media posts um, are on on par with what you have going on, you know, as far as your whatever communications, your your, your, whatever story you're telling, whatever you're demanding and so on. Mm -hmm. So I is what happens is you have nonprofits who they don't have a lot of staff, right? It's understandable. Mm-hmm. Don't have a person who you can say, okay, you're the designated person for our social media, but then you're out and about in the community. You want people to be able to connect with you on social media, but where are those posts going to come from, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about Facebook, if you're doing three to four posts a week on Facebook, you're, you're really in a good space. You don't have to be in, on your Facebook page five times a day and all this right. stuff. So mm-hmm. if I can my package for you, you're, you're really at a good space. In addition to that, I will uh, strategize with you to see what um, opportunities you have to go live, right? Mm-hmm. Because maybe you're having something back Friday where you're able to say, and it could just be something right from your office desk, right? You know, from your phone, you're holding it up and you're telling people that, you know, in our state, seniors are going to lose $5 million in services if you don't do blah, blah, blah. You're just like with some numbers and so on. Mm-hmm. So I work with folks to do that as well. Oh, I love that. You know, it really reminds me too of um, how important messaging is because this is a grant writing too. It's about 
what is your story? You know, what's your project? And putting numbers behind it, putting specifics behind it, and what is your outcomes or your output, right? So how is the impact, you know, going to be for your community? So I love that. It's very similar, but it's um, delivered in a different platform, right? And a different methodology as far as like what the outcome then becomes for your messaging. So that's really, really cool as far as looking at how do, how do we communicate best? And um, there was a study that we did here on Guam and it was a nonprofit focus group. And one of the things that came out with it is that they really, a lot of the nonprofits really felt like their messaging was weak and they didn't really know how to do it properly because they're passionate about it. But when you're in the middle of it, sometimes it's hard to really communicate your messaging, which sounds a little bit weird, but it's true. It's like, you think everybody kind of knows the backstory or whatever. And, you know, and, or you're just like, oh, I just need to ask for help. But it's like, no, people really want to know the story and they don't, they may not know it. So how do you kind of like help people compose that messaging? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's, again, it's where our work is definitely very aligned, but yeah. you're thinking of, so I'm just making an example here. So let's say you are not a local, very local nonprofit working on very local issues. Mm-hmm. And one is um, getting street lights in a particular neighborhood, right? So if you can get Miss Jenkins, who might happen to be a senior, and she can talk about how when she's coming home from volunteering or what have you, um, when the street lights aren't out, she's really concerned about falling and then what that looks like. For her, you know, if she was to fall, she lives alone, she doesn't have anyone to help her. So you're saying, well, this is a situation, and if this is not fixed, this is what will happen, or this is this is what could happen. And you're personalizing it with an actual face. Mm-hmm. And so Ms. Jenkins doesn't necessarily have to be the person who was interviewed, or, you know, as far as you know, on the cameras, because some people, you know, they don't they don't want to do it. It's a it's mm-hmm. a be shy interview or a radio interview or whatever that might look like for them but maybe you're able to use now now your social media where you're taking your phone you're interviewing her at her house and it's a quick you know one minute or three minute thing mm-hmm. right there are other issues where where you may say okay so not only do I have Miss Jenkins and her story here but I'm using a picture of her and a little write-up and this is something that then you're sending to your city council people so that they can understand and what I, what I always like to recommend is that you have a, a variation. So it's not just this, this, a senior, right, in, the, in this example. So it's not just a senior, but now you have these three little children who are siblings and they have to walk home from the bus. And because of where you live, it's dark, you know, it's, it's, it's Eastern Standard Time and it's, uh, it's winter, right? right. <laughs> and so they need the streetlight. So now you have this, especially, you know, that kind of example, you have these two different variations. So it's like, wow, this is impacting everybody, not just one small group of people, right? Oh. Again, you're, you're also able, so if you, if you prepare these things for social media or for your newsletters or for your website, um, you can definitely be able to use the same materials and pitch them to your local media there. Right, you you yourself can get those sound bites. Uh, sometimes people think that they have to come in; they have to hire a whole crew to come in. And you know, when you're thinking about nonprofits, you don't have five thousand dollars extra to have a crew come in and right. lights, camera, and <laughs> business. But if you, and I'll talk about this a little bit more later. But if you prepared those kind of those sound bites, those little videos, and you put them on on Dropbox, you share that link with reporters can use that information. Um, your legislators can use it because you're, you're going to have, hopefully, you're going to have some legislators who are champions of what, you know, whatever issue you are calling for or calling against, you know, they're on your side is what it's saying. So then maybe they can use it as well. So mm-hmm. fueling yourself in a way to, to get that story out there 
um, you know, maybe sometimes in an unconventional way really makes a, a big difference. Oh, I love that. And I love that, um, that you're also looking to legislatures because, um, you know, if you're looking at legislators, so if even here on Guam, you know, that's part of the thing is sometimes they're looking for stories too, because, you know, they want to do, they have a certain area that they oversee and they need to know what those issues are. Right. So it, mm -hmm. it, it uh, behooves them to really get involved and get behind a movement. And, you know, so they, they're passionate about that, too. So it's really important. But I love that, you know, looking at that, it's not just looking at, OK, we need to get funding maybe from personal or individual donors. But how else can we get attention around our you know, like what our cause is. So how can we attract maybe the legislature then maybe they'll actually pass a bill that stipulates some funding to go towards that cause, right? That could be something that could also help fund it. Um, so I think that's really, really cool. Or maybe, you know, you'll have corp a corporation come on board because they're in that area where that street light is and they want to fund that. So there's different ways that doing this outreach through media can really help raise funding for your cause, right? So I think that's really yeah. Cool. And, and when you're, I want to add it when you're preparing these things and you think about again how our work connects here, if you have this information, these stories, these little, little, you know, forms created and such, you can sometimes incorporate those things into your grant writing. Or Absolutely. Your, your providing that they, they want this extra stuff, right? You don't want to just start adding stuff for no reason. But to be able to go over here in your file and grab it and slide it in makes all the difference because now you're not having to go and look. Or imagine if you, you unfortunately didn't get the grant and now you're wanting to share with them to keep that relationship going. Now you have things to share with them going on. I love that because the other thing too is sometimes grants require matching funding. So this would be the greatest thing to be like, we already secured, you know, $10,000 or whatever from these different community non-federal grant programs and we can commit mm -hmm. that to this matching grant. So that's mm -hmm. perfect. I know our work is like, <laughs> we're like, I know, peanut butter and jelly here. <laughs> you going on. But yeah, so I think that's really fabulous. So can you talk about, okay, because I think like, I would love to know more about, because um, on Guam, we, we use local media a lot and I love local media. Um, can you talk about like, because like a lot of people don't know how to get on local media. They think, oh, maybe they'll just be looking for us. But really, like you said, you, you put things together for them and then submit like a press release or something. So like, what is the best way to kind of you know, approach your, your media, like to say TV, radio, those kind of traditional methods. Okay. So I'll talk about this from two aspects. Mm -hmm. um, if you're having an event or uh, the opposite, just if you want to be known as a resource and if you want to introduce your organization. So let's say you're fighting to save the fish in the local pond, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're going to do some research to see when there, if there have been stories on your news or your radio and such, you can Google this and find out. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to see which reporter wrote about it, right? So you're gonna put those email addresses over on your computer somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, once you have all, all this information together, then you can send that reporter an email and just say, Hi, reporter. <laughs> um, you know, my name is such and such. We're with the Save the Fish organization. We're new. We recently did such and such a report. Um, we're looking forward to advocating for this in the next coming political season or, and so on, right? So just so they kind of know that you're there and let them know that you're available as a resource. You know, we do have a spokesperson and we have volunteers who are available to, to be interviewed. So it doesn't always have to be that you're having an event because maybe the pond is going to be treated, chemically treated 
the next month, right? If that reporter knows that you exist and they want to get a reaction, maybe that they love that. Yeah. You, right? Mm-hmm. So the second thing, uh, and I'm, these are kind of just like really quick examples, but the second thing, let's say you are having an event and you all are going to be chain linking yourselves together and protesting so that that chemical treating doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you're going to put out an advisory. You're going to say, you know, who, what, when, where, we're going to be there. We're going to be doing this, that, and this is why, and so on. And then you're going to send that out. That's going to happen, right? You're going to pull together your media list. And and when you're in your local areas, you know, most of the times you're going to have three or four TV stations. So you should always have the newsroom phone number. And I don't know, I just did this. She did a phone number. She did a thumbs up on the podcast. (laughs) You have a phone number and an email address. And you can can call the station and say, Hi, I just want to make sure that I have the appropriate contact information because maybe they have a different email address then you're just going to be news at such and such a you know station mm-hmm. and, and get that phone number so when you're, you're going to reach out to them let them know this is going to be taking place on this day these are the people who are going to be involved you sent the advisory you're going to confirm that they have it and then you need to ask them will you be able to attend okay mm-hmm. right? because sometimes they can't sometimes there's just competing things that are happening in the news unfortunately um an organization that I, I was doing some work for recently, they, they were having a big event, you know, it was a forum. And so I'm making the press phone calls that morning. I'm standing outside the location because uh, TV stations, here's a tip, TV stations have their morning meetings about nine o'clock or 9.30, at least here. So you're going to want to find out your local area when they have theirs. Mm-hmm. Then the morning meeting, what happens is they're discussing, okay, so these are the things that are happening today. We're not going to go to this, we're not going to go to this. Oh, we're going to go to this or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. So what I like to do call right before I send the uh, the advisory right before their morning meeting and then I call to make sure that they have it and then I pitch it really quickly so that way when they're going into the meeting everything um, about my event is going to be fresh in their in their mind but so when I, I was just giving the example about competing mm-hmm. <laughs> and then usually I will usually I always call after the meeting just to say you know what was the decision and so when you start doing all of these phone calls regularly you're going to start to know who's the news director and so now you're able to Hi, Alicia. Hi, Renita. Um, and I want to know if you guys are going to be coming, right? So then I'll let you know. And if they aren't coming, I'll tell you what you can do in a second. But in any case, <laughs> uh, this organization was before I'm doing the pitch calls. So I, I talked to them. I sent the advisory. I called. And now I'm following up. And the news director was saying to me, well, someone had been murdered um, the night before. And they were following up with that so they wouldn't be able to come, right? So it is a reality. And it doesn't to be such a... a like murder or fire or things of that nature it could be another rally it could be a grand opening or something and for whatever reason they're deciding to um, attend that instead of your event right so when you do hear these things it's where Dropbox really comes in very helpful I just had an event um, just this past Saturday and the TV station wasn't able to come so what I did was I just used my my phone my iPhone right Mm -hmm. and (laughs) so I recorded I did, you know, some, some slow video. I, I like to think that I'm not some kind of master video maker, but I'm not. So <laughs> slow video. Slow video. <laughs> I just picture, you know, what, what you see on the news when the, when the right. person, the newscasters, they're talking little box up here. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make what I see in that box. Right. And it's just yeah. very simple. You know, I'm, I'm not doing anything special with my phone here, <laughs> but so I, you know, I, a little bit, mm-hmm. I took some photos, maybe the like eight photos and there were a few video snippets and then I put them in Dropbox and sent them the link 
So this way, if they want to use that, they can. I also offer the executive director of that particular organization, I offered for them to interview her on the phone because we were still at the event for a few hours. And so they can talk to her on the phone and kind of just show a picture or some footage of what's happening. So again, that's something that you can do if they can't attend. And then also you have this information, there's this media now that you can use for something. So for that particular organization, I created just a one minute video. You'd be able to use that on on uh, Instagram and you can certainly use longer videos on Facebook, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but I made a nice little something that showed what happened. I created some language that said, thank you so much to the community and our donors and so on. And now this way, again, you have something you can use with potential donors. You can maybe use it in a, in a, in a grant application. Um, and then, you know, you just, you have it because times when you're doing outreach to community, you want to be able to show these are some of the things that we've done. And it's not always that it's, you're able to um, illustrate that in a photo. So just one more tip. So to make the video, I'm, I'm really interested in using whatever is very free <laughs> or very low cost, right? Free or awesome. And so there's an app that I use on my phone is called Splice. So if you were saying it's like a slice of pie, but you put a, a P before the L, Splice. Mm-hmm. And I use that to edit my videos. You can put some little music on there. They got reggae, they got classical, whatever it is you want. You can talk over the video if you need to. And, you know, I, I made a little end cap in Canva. Canva is free as well, right? And I, that's my goal. I have a, a paid account, but mm-hmm. I use the free account for a long time. <laughs> but and put the organization logo and put a little call to action at the end. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that people are, are able to hear this and have some takeaways for things that they can do, because maybe Maybe right now you're not able to invest in working with someone who does PR, you know, on a month-to-month basis. So here are some smaller things that you can do in the meantime to help tell your story in a way that looks presentable, in a way that you can be proud of, but in a way that that really amplifies the work that you're trying to do or the success that you're trying to achieve. Oh, I love that. And I love that you can, you can multiply it. You know what I mean? Like you can send this and you're doing, you're basically doing the work for the TV station. So you're building this relationship with them where they love you. I'm sure because you know, like, <laughs> where they're showing like, you know, just quick footage or they're doing like a 30 second something about you and they can just have that footage. That's huge. You know, and I, I love it. The B roll, right? The B roll. <laughs> but I mean, they would just, I bet they absolutely love you because they're like, oh man, we can, we can definitely throw this in. And if you didn't send that to them, but you just said, Hey, this is going on and they can't make it, then there's nothing. They don't report on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and they, the TV, what I didn't mention was the radio. So the TV stations will take the, the B-roll, right. Of the actual video. And then you have the pictures in there that they, the TV can use that as well, but that the print reporters can use as bloggers. But then you can also do some quick audio snippets that you can, so that radio now can use this as well. Mm -hmm. There's a a, definitely, there's a certain skill set. And, you know, and I definitely, what I would suggest is that when you're doing these, these little snippets that they're short, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not putting an audio piece up there that's five minutes long. It's more like a minute long, right? Mm -hmm. And then label that, you know, as your file will have a name in the folder, you'll say, Nikki Jones, mom of five. I don't have children, right? (laughs) Mom of five. (laughs) And then the little snippet is, is, you know, Nikki saying, uh, my children walk this path every day and I'm concerned about them because of X, Y, Z, and I want this now, right? Mm-hmm. So they would be able to take that and put that into um, their, their piece. Oh, I love that. Is there something specific? Can they use Splice for that too? Or is there other software that they could use for the audio clips? You could use Splice. For, well, so Splice is just for you to manipulate the video, you know, okay. it's kind of 
pictures together and you know you have the the sometimes you'll see the picture and then it comes in like this right so you can do that and you can edit the videos you can speed them up and so on um, but you can just do a regular video and you can you can put it into um into dropbox radio should be able to take the audio out of the okay. video sometimes i like to just go that extra step and just make it be audio on its own so that i just want to make it as easy for them as possible so right. that they can coverage because at the end of the day the organizations they want coverage so that it's not so that you know they necessarily can be on tv mm -hmm. but they want again impress legislators or stakeholders who can make a difference and show their funders <laughs> they're doing something with the money that they were able to get or they're doing this right, and more, right? Mm -hmm. but then also most a lot of organizations uh require either they have members or they have you know supporters in the way that these are people who are coming to the office and and helping to correlate papers or coming to the rallies or coming to pet the animals who are in the shelter or whatever it might be. So, you know, I like to think of if I'm at home and I'm, let's say I'm ironing my clothes or what have you, and I have, and, I, and the radio is on in the background, the TV is on in the background, what are going to be those sound bites that are going to make me say, well, oh, what? Mm -hmm. and, you know, what's going to make me interested to say, why well, need to let me look this organization up or let me go to the rally that's happening tomorrow or what have you. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you can do to get those stories told, that's just that's so important. So whether it's social media or it's traditional media, print and radio, whatever you can do. I love that because I love the repurposing and it's almost like the seven touches sometimes or what I don't know, the six touches or seven touches. But, you know, they, they do that for like. Um, people who are trying to sell products and really you're trying as a nonprofit, you do have a product, you have something you're selling, right? So you're really, um, you're selling your cause. And if people hear it on the radio and then they might hear, see it on the TV and then they might be scrolling through Facebook and see something, then they might be like, wow, I really am interested in this nonprofit and I'm seeing them in all these different places and they're really active. So it's almost a way to, to really create, you know, really momentum around what you're doing in different, in different ways. So, and mm -hmm. people receive information. Some people like to get information off of the television or the radio when they're in their car or whatever, you know what I mean? So in different ways, a podcast or YouTube channel. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, you know, we're, it is nice to diversify your content and be able to use almost the same piece for different sources. So I think that's good as, as far as you don't have to think about, oh my gosh, I've got to do television and radio and I'm overwhelmed now and I also have to do social media, but you could use that same video clip that you said that you take on your iPhone or whatever, you know, and send it to the television, send it to the radio and put it on your social. You don't have to do a million yeah. different things for a million different places. Like you can just simplify, you know, it seriously and then be able to still get that content out. It's really about sharing, like you said, your messaging. And I love those tips because that just makes it so much easier. Like even in my mind, like, oh my gosh, that makes it so much easier for what my clients can do. And I'm just, I'm super excited mm -hmm. about to see if people really grab onto this and you guys can even share it if you'd like on, on Facebook or whatnot and see what, you know, did this work for you and your organization? A one minute mm -hmm. clip. I think that would be a fun little challenge, like a, a one minute clip challenge. <laughs> you know? but how can, what about national media? Like I know local is a lot easier. It's in your space, but a lot of organizations, you know, they might look at regional or national. How, how is that? Is that like crazy saturated? You know, do you really need to hire someone to help with those kind of roadmaps? Um, you know, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? You know, so I don't want to like be over here tooting my own horn and say, well, you have to hire me. But I, I would say that when when you're you're dealing with your local press, it's more personal, right? You know, sometimes you see the 
that journalist uh, at the grocery store and so on. So you start to, you can build different relationships with them. So right. when you're trying to reach out to NBC in a national level, if you've never seen this person, this person may not have even been to your town. And, and what's, what's really important, A, before any of this, is to make sure that you have news that's going to be attractive to them on this national level, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you could potentially be a grand opening and then your local press is all going to come. Everybody's there. And you're like, oh my goodness, there's so many people. But mm -hmm. when you try to call someone as a national they're like, oh, that's sweet. That's cute. That's nice. It's wonderful, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that you have something that's that's going to. They're like that's sweet light is on your you're corner. Working. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now, <laughs> now what's happening is nobody likes rejection, right? Pretty much wasting your time, and then you you're having this rejection, and you you know nobody likes that. But so you're you're making sure that that it has um, nationwide implications, or it's it's just going to be so massive in your local community we have to tell this story because it can be happening in other places so for example the what's happening in flint michigan with the water right mm -hmm. that very very large issue but I, I would imagine that initially they were able to talk to local press and when it became so massive right mm -hmm. they were then able to reach out to the, the larger scale press right so the pitching is pretty much going to been the same in that you're going to have an advisory or not advisory but so if you're pitching major press that are national press they're probably not coming to your event right okay. um but you're you're pitching someone at the new york Times. you're finding out who covers this issue because you're definitely you don't want to go off like in a whole little maze of calling people who, who who don't cover your issue so you're finding out you're looking to see what articles they've written kind of what their positioning has been or what their take has been and then that way you can kind of find out okay well what angle you know are you going to go with when you pitch them so if it's uh saving fish right we'll use that as an example can we continue to use that if you have a reporter there who's who's an environmental reporter and who's been talking about a, a number of issues with lakes around the country but let's say they've been talking mostly to scientists or, or environmentalists and now you want to come in with the local aspect of this is what has happened in our community in the past five years we have local stats we have four people here who now are having whatever physical um, consequences or, or so on you, you have a, like a little bit of a different angle right and you're going to want to think about how much lead time they're having because they you know will definitely need more if they're writing a more cohesive piece you know when you look at the new york times you're seeing those pieces are you know a lot longer than what you're seeing most times in your local press but is this the same thing of you have your message points together you having the appropriate people to tell the story right and then you knowing who it is talking to a lot of people don't don't consider this but reporters, you know, in your local level as well, our local area as well, they are getting inundated with emails and, and press releases and advisories and, you know, can you come to our house and talk to our mother or whatever it might be. So you have to think <laughs> they're in the elevator, they're in between meetings and they need to be able to look at their phone quickly and understand, all right, this is something that I want to pay attention to. So you're thinking about what the subject line is, you're thinking about what the actual lead is of, you know, the lead, the first part of your uh, press release or the first part of your email. That has to be catchy to them very, very quickly. I like to use bullets so, you know, they understand and they can see quickly what's going on. I mean, we all know that we get a lot of emails and you, you, some people might be doing illegal things of reading it at the light or wherever <laughs> you're driving. I don't do that here. Right. <laughs> but if you're like someone standing doing in the grocery line, like in yeah. the next minute, yeah. they're going to be called or their kids going to like, yeah. Or whatever. So, and if, it, if it wasn't catchy enough to me, yeah. then I 
to be like, oh, okay, now I'm doing this next thing. But if it was something that was catchy, I'm going to, to recognize that I need to call this back or I need to respond to this email. So I, I hope I answered your question. I think I'm going to Yeah, no, I think that's great. And um, it's, it's important, definitely, I mean, if you want to take it to a larger scale, like you said, to make sure that it really is an issue that would be attractive to a, a national scale, right? Because mm -hmm. otherwise you will get, you know, maybe a lot of rejection. You might think it's super important or you try to connect it somehow, like the angle, right? They always say with news, look for the angle, right? Um, so really try to, I think that's really important. And I love starting locally first. And you, so you do this work with nonprofits and I love, this is your specialty. You help connect, you help create the messaging, you help then connect it with different various platforms of media with the public relations. And you actually give, you know, you have a couple of different, I, I want you to speak about these um, because you have a couple of different ways that you offer this help as far as um, I believe it's more, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like a, a retainer process where you work, you know, long-term or longer term with clients. And then you also have something where you can come in and set it up and work with a nonprofit like over a month and get them set up and give them all of the templates and the downloadables and everything and the tips that they need to move forward. So I love that you have these types of different projects in the way that you work with them. And I think this is really beautiful because it fits nonprofits, different budgets, right? So um, can you kind of speak on those? Because I think people would be interested, um, definitely maybe to work with you, but also maybe <laughs> working with a public relations person, or maybe even bringing on an intern that could then help after they have the tools. So can you kind of talk about how that, that can be done or how you do it? Probably I should hire you to be my spokesperson because you just- okay. I know, I'm right. <laughs> so having worked with, with nonprofits and, and work for nonprofits, I definitely understand that sometimes there are budget constraints. Been established for a while, or if you're just starting out. So I do recognize that not everyone um, while they may want to have my expertise because I, I have, have the, the years of, of doing PR, but more specifically working with nonprofits who are advocacy focused, that's a different kind of language that you're trying to fashion and massage together to speak to the media, to speak to the community, to speak to legislators, um, you know, really impact that change. So if they're not able to do a long-term, month-to-month, or even short-term, because you may come to me and say, listen, our legislative budget uh, session is going to be from January to June. We want to work with you for this period of time, and then mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll work it out ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so if they're not able to do a month-to-month, Definitely, I can come in and do, you know, I can travel to where they're at, come in and do a day-long training where I, we're going every, over everything from, from A to Z, from how to understand if it's news, to um, how to pull together a media list, how to fashion your message points together, who should be involved if you're having an event, how to organize the event, you know, the steps and the, the things that you want to check off in order to have it, what's going to your release, how to answer questions from the media and then, you know, get back, <laughs> get back on, uh, on message, you know, if, if you've kind of veered off, what to, to wear when you're being interviewed. So all of these things that are going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll come in and do that media training. But what I, I added in is it's certainly it's, it's an option, right? So I do the media training, but I, I like to add in this piece. I find that it's, it's helpful that they would have access to me for a month. So mm -hmm. that way, you're not just coming because listen, we've all been to trainings, right? And then you just go home. <laughs> so now you're all like, your notes get buried somewhere. <laughs> you're yeah, you know, like they're at the bottom of your suitcase and so on. So I, <laughs> you're you're having the training, and then that's catered towards them. You know, they have the the, the boilerplate, the end of the press release, and all this stuff. You know, their their basic message points. But now you're able to go home and say, okay, 
we have an event upcoming, let me write the advisory. We have an event upcoming, let me write the message points. Um, I want to pitch the reporter, let me make an outline of what I'm going to say. And so now you have access to me so that we can rehearse, we can role play, and you have that for a month. So it's not the, the full on uh, month service, but you actually, you have the access to me. And, and what's helpful is that you, you learn these things, now you're putting them into play and you kind of have me over your shoulder a little bit. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to offer that. Now I'll have courses that will come soon where people can make a, like a smaller investment, right? <laughs> and, and they'll be able to watch the courses. And, and I want to make sure that I add them to help you have access to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that before the show. So I was like, yeah, any tips you need? I just, you got to do an online course because it's so great. I love that you can really um, make the budget points, you know, a little bit different and, and be able to offer really scale it and offer it to more people. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. And, um, so what are some questions then if, if a nonprofit's like, huh, okay, now that I'm looking at this, or maybe even another freelancer is saying, okay, I'm interested, maybe this isn't my specific lane, right? But I'm interested in really being able to hire a PR person just to kind of help and, you know, build my whatever credibility or build my nonprofit's movement. What are some questions that they should ask a PR person like yourself or, you know, anyone that even in their community, maybe they know somebody that they're like, hmm, maybe I should hire them, but what should I, what should I be looking for in that person? Mm-hmm. I definitely want to ask if they've worked with a nonprofit advocacy organization before, because if they've worked, let's say with a, a beauty company, that's, different language, different messaging, and so on. And I'm not suggesting that they can't do it, but you do want to want to ask that question because maybe they will be able to say to you, I haven't done that. However, I have studied X, Y, and Z, or this, this, these are the plans that I have for you. So mm-hmm. then you can kind of understand like, listen, he or she recognizes this hasn't been their lane, but they've done this to shift over into this lane, right? As opposed to just, just over. I know a little example here. I was a while ago, you know, when you're first starting out, like you will with consulting, you will kind of like be grabbing from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there was someone um, who it was a it was a I think it was a furniture company or something. I can't remember. And so she was like, "Yeah, no, we want to go with somebody who's worked who's worked with retail before." And I was like, "Okay, yes, good point." <laughs> 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 Some ideas about how it was going to go, but I, but I understood where she was coming from. She's going to be investing, and she wants to invest with someone who she feels most comfortable with. So A, ask what, you know, what their past experience has been for PR, who, mm-hmm. who have been, the, who were their clients or what clients that they have. They may not want to say who their clients were um, mm-hmm. for all of them. You definitely should get a reference. Why your organization? Because when you, sometimes what I'm hearing from clients or prospective clients is they are saying, okay, well, we actually want to have somebody on staff because we want to make sure that they're really connected to what we have going on and so on. Now, I'm, a, I'm just one person, right? So I'm not in the space where I'm having 10 clients per month because, hey, that's way too many little bosses. <laughs> but, you know, I, I want to be able to say, okay, I, I enjoy this. I, I understand this. I feel the same way you do about it. You know, we're all kumbaya together. And so I'm connected to it, right? So I want to be able to, certainly I need to be able to have my own mind on time, but I, I want to be driving in my car and hear something and say, oh, wait, I should, I should look at that for X organization, as opposed to I'm just looking at it like it's a job, you know, looking at right. it like, okay, it's just a retainer fee. So mm-hmm. understand why they're connected. The same kind of thing you would ask if you were interviewing a potential staffers, why us? Why are you interested in working here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would also, which I think this is, these last two are very important. 
what is their onboarding process, right? Because I may be all about saving the fish, okay? Um, how am I going to understand what your organization has done to date? Um, what have been the challenges? What kind of resources do you have there? When I say resources, I mean, do you have someone there who can help with social media? Do you have someone there who can interview people and pull some stories in so that I can have things to, to use in my materials? Do you have someone there who can, who can be as, uh, the person on camera to speak? <laughs> mm-hmm. have those kind of things. Do you have interests or do you have um, space for trainings and so on, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like a you know, like you're, you're dating somebody, right? You meet them and you, you want to get to go on some dates and go walking and all this kind of stuff so you can get to know them and understand where they're at. Because I can't come in as, as the PR person and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We got a press conference and everybody's going to talk. And they're like, whoa, whoa, we don't, we don't do that. Right. <laughs> press conference where they want to put out press releases. Um, maybe they, they just want to, they want to have a more customized, customized plan where they're just, you know, understanding what, what they want to put on social media. They're going to do videos in-house because they're not at a space right now where they want to do any interviews, right? So you, you kind of, like I said, you, it's like a little dating process and you have to, to figure it out. Lastly, I would say really go over your expectations and deliverables. And people joke with me, um, my, my family and friends, and they're like, oh, you, you're, you're treating everything like it's a business, but it is so important before you sign any contract that you understand, is this person going to come to your event? Right. Because maybe, you know, you can have someone like I can do PR for an organization and not be there because the people are the organization staff. They're equipped to do their own press conference. But we went over messaging. We role played. I pitched all the press. They didn't have to do any of those things. They just had to show up with their little podium (laughs) and start talking. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this person going to how available are they going to be? Because maybe they do have 10 clients and you're kind of going to be on the back burner and, Mm -hmm. you know, Nobody's really going to say that to you, right? <laughs> but you understand that, you know, how, how much time do you use right. being able to, to um, impart and input in our organization? Maybe mm-hmm. if you're working with a consultant, there aren't going to be expectations the same way that they're an employee. So you can't be like, you got to wear this red shirt on Tuesdays, but, <laughs> <laughs> right? But maybe you are having, hopefully, you know, you are having a monthly call or a bi-weekly call, you know, a standing call. So you kind of have that, 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 Council, you, you need to have that happen. The, you need to be able to say to them, listen, the governor just said, we want to make a response. Uh, I want you to look at our, our draft or can you put up, can you type up a draft, right? Mm-hmm. And a person is like, yeah, well, I'm only available on Thursdays. Right. Yeah. That's good. So that onboarding process and those expectations and deliverable are definitely very, very, very important. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, on either side that you're looking at this from the nonprofits point of view, you know, you really need to know what the, what that looks like. And I, I love that. And also if you're a consultant, it's the same thing. You need to make sure that you're very clear about what you do, because otherwise you can have these clients that maybe you said, okay, I'm only charging a thousand dollars a month or $2,000 a month. Right. Um, and then you didn't specify how many hours? And I made this mistake starting out, you know what I mean? And then I have like, I call them my VIP clients that weren't paying VIP prices. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I love the work that they're doing, but you know, we got to pay the bills too. Like, you know what I mean? So it was really important for me to get clear on those expectations. Um, and I think that's always in an evolving process too, like as we change, like what we specifically do. And I think mm-hmm. that's so, so cool. I love 
I love the expectations and the deliverables. Like that's a hands down for both parties because you yes. want, yeah. And you want them to feel very like, okay, I know what I'm getting into. And if you only work on Thursday, yeah. then I respect <laughs> that. And they're not going to respect yeah. that if they don't know that in the beginning, but they will if they know yeah. it in the beginning, right? There's those yeah. boundaries. So I think that's. And, and I, I would add in this, you know, when I, when I sit down to talk with people, I always like to let them know, um, I'm going to come in and give it a, give everything, you know, give a hundred percent in the work, um, you know, that I've been, I'm contracted to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately with, with my skill set, which I think is the best thing ever. And I'm joking, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that if I pitch a reporter that they're definitely going to cover it this time, maybe, like I said, there's something else that's happening. And so even with follow-up, maybe they don't post anything. Right. And so you, you have to, to make sure tempering what those expectations are. Not not to say that I come to people and say, hey, hi, PR, but you probably won't give them a press. No, you know, like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but I just want people to, to be clear. You know, I, yeah, I, I had them this before. And it's just yeah. like, you know, this, we're building a relationship. We have other things upcoming. I mentioned before, Trying to make make sure that clients understand everything isn't news. Sometimes it's very hard because they're thinking, "Oh, we're having our annual clam bake." <laughs> it's like, well, it's You're like oh, they had a, you know there was a big whatever fire last night, like you said, or something, or like I don't know the but, but just in the town. Bro, they're, <laughs> right? TV station is going to show dead air before they start saying, "And such and such organization had a clam bake." Yeah. You know, like that's, that's not really going to happen. So you want to, you know, make sure again with the expectations and deliverables and understanding what those possibilities are. And then when you have the option of being able to use it for media and the social media, and then be able to repurpose it with funders and so on, then, you know, you have a whole little package there. So it's not just that if you didn't get channel five or whoever to come, that this was off. I love that. You know, and it's the same thing with grants. Once again, peanut butter and jelly right here, because <laughs> it's the same thing. Sarah said, well, um, if you write one, it's going to get funded, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't guarantee that. Like, I'm not on the funding side and there's so many variables, you know, there's so many variables when you submit a grant. So um, even if I've submitted one and it's, oh, we've gotten, you know, secured and awarded, like, I can't guarantee that yours will because there's so, there's just so many different things that go into that. Um, you know, the review people, it's, there might be a new board or maybe your project just isn't, doesn't really quite see what they want that year. You know what I mean? It's not, doesn't fit their requirements. So yeah. it just, it really depends on so many things. And I love that you brought that up. So it's really saying, okay, it is a product that's being developed though. So you can use it for these other things. And that's what I would say too. You can repurpose this for other materials too. You know, it doesn't, even if you don't get that, or, you know, even if you get grant feedback, if you get um, denied, but you get grant feedback, it's amazing because that feedback is so valuable, right? Um, and some foundations even say, we're not going to, we won't even fund you you know, the first three times, because we want to make sure like you're going to, you're a legitimate nonprofit, you're going to stick around for a little while, you know, so they kind of want to see you come back a few times. So I love that you're saying you have to manage those expectations on both sides. Once again, this is yeah. a nonprofit looking at it to say, okay, maybe, maybe we won't get on the news tonight, but we can definitely put this on on social. We can definitely, you know, send this out as an email to our donors already or our volunteers. You know, there's other ways that you can do that. So it's not, 
just for not. It's definitely, you know, a purpose that can be had. Like this, this, this is great content that you develop. So I love mm -hmm. that you're talking about um, the deliverables. So basically I'm um, looking at the nonprofit's messaging, why your organization, right? So really mm -hmm. having to differentiate like what you do and have nonprofits ask that question, like why would you want to work with us? Mm -hmm. And having the nonprofits really have an onboarding process set up. So how they're going to work with you, right? And how you're going to come on and what you're going to do. So yeah, so that that was that was more geared towards the consultant, okay. right? Okay. But but I I asked the question for both because I want them yeah. to be able. For example, so I may say to the nonprofit, listen, uh, can you pull together all of your press releases for this past year or the past three months or whatever that is? Can you provide me any links of any media coverage that you have? Now, I, I can pull that up as well, but I just I want to make sure that I have everything in one space so that I can see, all right, this is this is where their level is and mm -hmm. we can I want to bring you up here. And so then what's that process going to be? And also what is your commitment? Because maybe they just want me to write press releases and post some things here. They don't really want to be out are happening. So let's say they, they are the Moms Against Gun Violence group, right? Mm -hmm. uh, something like that, or an organization who's fighting for, for these kinds of issues. If there's a situation or a story that comes up, and do you want me to be calling the press and saying, hey, I heard about X, Y, and Z. We have the executive director here who was available for a comment with some mm -hmm. facts because if you don't want that then so i have to understand that I, you know our approach is a bit less aggressive so right. like i keep saying this but it is really like a, a relationship you need to understand he's mm -hmm. not looking for you know, yeah, <laughs> or right. whatever it might be right you know, you <laughs> make sure that you have your understanding go <laughs> <laughs> home run tonight right like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no i love that and i love that um you know it's can you also, cause you're, you know, the example you're like, okay, they've had these press releases, like what you've done, but a lot of nonprofits are like, I don't even, I've never even done that. Like I've never even sent out a press release. So you can work really with any level in developing that content. Oh, of course. Okay. Of course, of course, definitely. And so in, in my, you know, obviously from, from doing month to month with them, you know, that I'll be, I'll be writing those things, but in my training, um, if I'm coming to them, I'm going to make sure that they're walking away with the template of this is what the advisory looks like. So you're just filling in these things. This is what the press release, for the most part, this is what the outline is going to be. You're going to have a lead. You're going to have a quote. You're going to have some little more language here, thus forth and where about that, Romeo. I'm joking. But you <laughs> language here. You're gonna have another quote, boilerplate, you know, it's, you're kind of keeping it to one page, their their pitch, you know, so when you're calling reporters, it's, it's really okay to just have like a piece of paper with some notes on it and say, hi, we're calling from blah, blah, blah. I keep saying blah, blah, blah. Don't say that in your interview <laughs> <laughs> We're calling from X organization. We're having this event. Um, I noticed that you covered this a few months ago. Now we have this kind of a person here to talk about this from this level or what's happening is the legislature is going to be taking a vote later on this week, you know, things of that nature. So they have that pitch together. They understand what to do afterwards as well. You know, if you get, if you get a story, how are you using the story? If you're doing to, you know, continue the relationship with the reporter. So all of these things, you know, are, are services that I, that I offer. And again, to your point, it will work for, and I work with organizations who are at whatever level. Most times, if it's an organization who is just starting out mm -hmm. and they are working from home, right? You know, um, they may, again, they may not have money to invest right now for a month to month, but they'd be able to take the one-time training okay. or they may say, all right, let's download this press, press conference checklist. And then I want to schedule 
a consultation time with you, like an hour time, which they'll pay for, and then I go over things with them to make sure that they're, you know, in, in, in line for what they want to achieve. I love that because I think that that's so simple to have like a checklist and boilerplates and I'm sure a lot of people are like, yay, <laughs> right now because that just simplifies so much and it makes it so much easier to do when you have those resources available. So I love, love, love that you have those resources <laughs> available and you have a, also like, and you can follow up with me, you know what I mean? So I think that's really, really awesome. And I'm just, I'm super excited about this episode. And I, I really hope a lot of our listeners and, and our viewers out there um, got a lot of information from this. So where, I know you also have a freebie for the listeners and the viewers. I do. Yeah. I so do. What do you have for them? So if you go to my, my website, <laughs> go to my website, NikkiArchJones.com, it's N-I-K-K-I-R-J-O-N-E-S.com. And you look at the header uh, or the menu at the top of the screen, if you're on the computer, if you're on your phone, you're going to see in the upper right corner, I think it's three or four dash marks, click on that. And, and we'll put it as a show note too in our episode to link to Oh, great, yeah. great, great. So you have to follow these instructions. So then you're going to, you can download a press conference checklist. And so when you are saying we're going to stand the steps of the Capitol or we're going to stand uh, at the playground where, where that, because we want to stop it from being demolished or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. it's going over all the things of, you know, okay, do you have your messaging? How many people are going to be involved? Who's going to be involved? Do you have a permit if you need to have that? Assigning staff people or whoever to pass out the, the press release to greet other people who are coming in to start your press conference, to start your own recording. I, I always tell people, even if it's just with your iPhone or your smartphone, make a recording of it so that you can be able to listen to it later and say, uh, oh, I was saying blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't yeah. want to do that. <laughs> or whatever that whatever that might be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, even to what to do after. So I think this the checklist is really good for people who are having, you know, organizing their own press conference and putting it together because it can be done. It can be done. Um, the checklist would be helpful for them. And, and again, if they, they want to have a consultation, if they feel like we have the checklist, we we're going to do all these things, we want to talk to somebody, we want to talk to hopefully me, right? You know, kind of go over things. Um, you know, I'm certainly available for that. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that checklist. And the, can that checklist also, I mean, it's just like a regular press conference. It's going it to be very general, like even if they're having like, oh, a fundraising event or something like that, they can apply some of the steps to that as well. And so the checklist is, is geared for actual, you know, getting media, but okay. there may be, some, I'm trying to think right now what it says, all the details, but there may be some things that they can use if they were having, you know, a fundraising event and, and they were inviting press. To to press, it. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I know we do like a lot of galas and a lot of different events. And sometimes we want to invite the the press to come. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, you know, it's nice because I, I know the press, you know what I mean, here on Guam. But mm-hmm. it, it's like sometimes I'm like, okay, what are all the stuff? I want to make sure I don't m- miss out on anything and make sure everything's mm-hmm. organized. So I, I'm really Let's excited see. about downloading that. Mm-hmm. So at a gala, typically people are, um, they have some people there who they're honoring or they're recognizing, right? You know, you get tickets and so on. Um, so it's, it's not exactly a press conference, but you can certainly invite press to it. And then you're kind of playing on the back end. Okay, so we're going to have executive director, we're going to have the honorees, and we have this person who will all be available over here to the side for an interview. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will give a tip here. If your gala is seven to nine, you well, let's say it's six to eight, right? Mm-hmm. So people are probably mingling at first, and then you're going to start the program probably about 645. Let your, your people be available uh, for interview at the beginning so that the reporter having to stay there the entire time because they have other stories to cover, mm-hmm. something may 
they have to run. So you want to get that happening very quickly. So this will, you have to make sure that the executive director is going to be available at that time. He or she is not over pictures. You want to make sure that your honorees are arriving on time. And then you're still that your messaging is together you're still you can send that an advisory you may not need to do a press release for that um but you know and then you can still do the same thing with the b-roll i love it that's awesome so i've i've learned so much from this nikki i'm super excited so yeah so you guys definitely check it out um you can go to grantreadyandfunding.com forward slash um will be actually i don't know which episode this is going to be out so um <laughs> but you will definitely see it there we'll have it um on the link in youtube and we will definitely you can we'll link to it in our on our website so you can definitely just go to our podcast episodes on our website at grantreadyandfunding.com and you will have the link to nikki's um downloadable her free checklist for having a press conference so and if you have any other information we'll also have different links to nikki um so you could definitely find her through the website and currently just to be very honest and transparent um, nikki and i do not have any kind of affiliate links but we are thinking about doing that in the future. So um, at this point in time, I do not get any personal financial kickback from that, but I may in the future, hopefully, because I love her stuff. Um, and we're looking at looking working together, but right now I do not. Anyways, just wanted to be clear about that, but I am promoting her stuff just because I believe in it. And um, I'm just really excited that she's been a part of our tribe, the grant writing and funding tribe. So yeah, Thank I appreciate you. it. So um, I, where can people find you then again? So they can find you on your website. You're also on social. Can you kind of I'm mostly active on Instagram and so it's at Nikki Arnold, N-I-K-K-I-R-J-O-N-E-S. Awesome. And we'll have that link as well. But thank you, Nikki. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Any last words to our listeners or viewers? Best wishes to everyone. I know that we're all very passionate about the work that we're doing, whether it's saving the fish or whether it's getting the street light on or, you know, having more money added to the budget. Mm-hmm. I, I know that it can be sometimes tiring. And sometimes, you know, you you really have to be very, very relentless. Um, I'm hopeful that what I shared here today and also, you know, the checklist that people will download will add some some kind of comfort that (laughs) that you're going you're going in the right direction. Of course you are. Right. But that you're able to add these things to help you boost your speed a little bit. And if people need to contact me, I'm definitely available for that as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I hope to be talking to you soon. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind the scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this grant writing and funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com.